Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with Lucy Wilson. Hello, Lucy. Hello. Series 5, episode 2, coming in to your ears. So, for you today, we have Album of the Week. Have a little game that I would like to play. And then we move on to Tom to the movie musical section. So let's kick off with Ba-da. Album of the Week. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah! It is Album of the Week. Lucy, it was your album last week. Tell us what it was and what you thought about it. Okay, so the album was Once a Musical, I think is what it's called. <laughs> yep. Um, and it is, I think it's been on the West End a uh, yeah. very short amount of time. And I've listened to the album and I'm still not really that sure what it's about um it wasn't what i'd expected i've realized now why i chose it as an album um so i have heard one of the songs from the album quite a few times i think it must be what they've used for promo um on some tv shows for example good morning britain or something and i've seen it performed and i absolutely love the song and that song is falling slowly it's on the album twice, uh, once near the beginning and once at the end as a reprise. Yep. Reprise. Reprise, reprise. reprise. Depending where you come from. I can from, decide it... which one to say then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I thought I'd love the album, listen to the rest of the album, and it is very bizarre. <laughs> I wasn't expecting what it was. The songs don't sound like they are from the same musical, I feel like some songs sound like a standalone acoustic pop song. So my rating would probably have to be two out of five mics. Two out of five. I really, really love the song Falling Slowly and I've never felt conflicted with an album like this before because usually I'll like an album and love a couple of songs or love the whole album or dislike the whole album. But with this... I absolutely love, like, really, really love the song Falling Slowly. It's probably in one of my top ten musical theatre songs. That it, it, That's how good it is. But the rest of the album, for me, I just didn't enjoy it and found it very bizarre. <laughs> Fair enough. What did you think? That's your opinion. It was very short. That was my first thought about mm-hmm. it. It was only, like, 43 minutes long mm-hmm. or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Like, in a journey and a half, I'd already listened to the whole album. And I was like, oh, great. That's good. But, yeah, I think the same as you. Very bizarre. I mean, is it was nice. It had a Mumford & Sons mm. sort of vibe to it, I found. I guess it's just... I, I like that sort of music as a pop song by itself, but I, that's not really what I'm looking for myself personally in a musical. Fair enough. Yeah, I struggled to follow the story mm-hmm. a bit. I think it's about love and a breakup and, mm-hmm. and everything, but I'm going to have to do some more research and have a look and see what it was about. I think if I went to see it, it might be very different. Yeah. And a different aspect of it with the visualizations. Um, I can completely get why they put Ronan Keating mm-hmm. in for the main part. I mean, the guy that sings it on that version mm-hmm. almost sounds a bit like him. Um, so, yeah, but it was okay. I'd probably give it three out of mm-hmm. five mics. Um, it wasn't terrible, but it's not something I would go, oh, 
I'll listen to that on my commute. Mm. But if somebody else played it, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, this is once. Yeah, I've listened to this. Um, yeah, just some things aren't your vibe. I feel like with a musical, you're looking for like the high points, the low points and everything in between. And I feel this is very kind of monotone. Would you agree? I uh, yeah, I would say so. Actually, yeah, all on one, delivered on one level. If it yeah, it just for me, it didn't sound like a musical. Listening to it, um, however, the, I can appreciate the work that's gone into it because it's yeah. a very intricate album. Mm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. I think the fact that I knew the one song that I loved, and then I listened to the other songs, and they weren't as good, or I didn't enjoy them as much. It, when your ex- expectations are high, it's hard to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Falling Slowly Yes, was your favourite song. Yeah. My favourite song, I mean, I'm going to butcher the name, but I think it was A Pada Pada Roshika. <laughs> I know exactly which one that is. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? That It's just so out of the blue. Yeah. And You're listening, did. and then all of a sudden this song comes on and you... It takes completely took me by surprise yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it wasn't good. very long, but it was good fun and it was in Spanish, I believe. Well, I it was good. when I was listening to it, the image I had in my head was that all of a sudden they were in some sort of Spanish taverna or something. Yeah. And that's why the song came on. I would guess so. Like almost like entrance music, but yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Weird. Yeah. Good. Cool. If you like Mumford and Sons, then go and listen to Once the Musical, because um, it will probably be up your street. Now, on to my pick for Album of the Week, and it is probably going to sideswipe Lucy completely, mm-hmm. because out of the blue, I've I've picked something that I wouldn't normally pick, because... Album is it Mamma Mia? It is not Mamma Mia. Okay. But Album of the Week... The whole reason we started this was we want to listen to different albums and listen to something that we wouldn't normally listen to. And that's why we would all pick an album, because we'd all have different tastes. So I've gone completely the other end of the spectrum and picked something that I wouldn't normally listen to, because I think it would be good. Mm-hmm. So I have picked Calendar Girls, <laughs> 19... Uh, 19. What year am I in? 2017 original cast recording. So I have seen Calendar Girls. Ah, okay. And I absolutely loved it. Probably more for the story than anything else. So it'll be interesting for me to listen to it because I hadn't heard it before I went to see it. True. So it'll be interesting to listen to it without watching it because it'll probably make me listen a bit more closely to the music. True. Did you see it before 2017? Did I? Oh. I think I may have seen it 2017-18 time. It wasn't oh, okay. that long ago. I took my mum for, I think it was for her birthday. We okay. saw it at the Mayflower in Southampton, I think. Ah, so it was, this might be slightly different. With it might be, recording. yeah. It was, it was in, incredible. We'll have to wait and see. I don't want to cloud your judgment, no? but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I like to listen to it like straight off. I usually don't do any research before I listen to an album because I like to uh, give it the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But you surprised that I picked that? Mm, nothing really surprises me from nah, you anymore. Very true. So honest. if you want to listen to along with us, it the album cover is blue on the background with 
a yellow sunflower? Yeah. Because, do you know why that is? No, but okay. I will find out and we will tell you next time. But some of the petals are in shapes of ladies. Mm-hmm. Have um, you ever seen the film? Uh, no, but I I know there's a reference to Chelsea Buns or something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, Jazz, you're in for a treat. I know it's about naked ladies. It's not about naked ladies. But we'll see. The ladies we'll see. do get naked, naked. Okay. in it. Well, and they we they do get naked in it. I was fully shocked. You know how sometimes you think it'll be like all a bit of stagecraft. <laughs> no, they are literally just naked. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. Jazz is excited. <laughs> well, I can't see anything. It's all audio, so <laughs> not that excited. <laughs> oh, but if it wasn't, you would have been. <laughs> of course, we're visuals, and it makes it oh, more exciting. Jazz. Every show, you know that. You do know most of them are like 50. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm 30. Like, that's not a million miles off. That's like my mum's age. Yeah, true. You're making me feel a bit weird now. Yeah. Let's move on. You're making it weird. (laughs) So if you want to listen along this week, we are listening to Calendar Girls, the 1917. No. uh, 1917. Oh my, how old am I? My brain does not want to work today. 2017 London cast recording. That is... Album of the week. Yeah. That was album of the week. So I have a little quiz for you, Lucy. A quiz? Let's, I thought it was a game. Oh, I, I, I it was say a quiz. quiz game sort of thing. But I don't know what you'd put it down. I suppose, if anything, it's more of a survey. Okay. Okay. Which Dear Evan Hansen character are you? Have you uh, done this before? Uh Oh, are you going to tell me? I am going to tell oh, you. Oh, right. Here we go. With six questions, I'm going to tell you which character you are. Right. Okay? Well, it better be the one I want or I'm going to be in a sulk. Okay. Question one. Your friends describe you as shy, smart, sweet, annoying, or awkward? Sweet? Sweet. Okay. Would you agree? I don't know. That's your personal opinion. Well, you're kind of my friend. Uh, what would you describe me as? I'm your friend, also your husband. Uh, I would probably go sweet. Yeah, I okay. maybe said sweet for you. Uh, question two. How many friends do you have? Heaps. Only the nerds. A few close friends. What are friends? Does the guy who sells me weed count? Uh, gonna have to go for the last one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I don't, I don't smoke weed. If you do, great. Good for you. I don't, just to clear the air there. And we don't um, condone smoking it on this show. Go. What was the one where it was just a few? A few close friends. Yeah, that's it. I thought you might go for that one. Question three. If you could be any food, what would you be? Pizza, milk, toast, cupcake, carrot. Probably a cupcake. I knew you were going to say that. How did you know? Question four. Was that question relevant? No. Yes, no, shut up. All questions are important, I guess. Are you going for a solid no? That seems a bit harsh. Okay. I guess. Okay, I guess. It's probably more me. Do you like jazz music? Yes, no, only jazz band, jazz music. What is jazz music? Jazz band is for nerds. Uh, Yeah, sure, I like it. Yes, so you're going to have a solid yeah. yes. Okay. I don't dislike it, so I must okay, like it. Okay, fair enough. Question six. Last question. What's your favourite Dear Evan Hansen song? Requiem, oh. For Forever, Sincerely Me... You will be found. Oh, mate. Or disappear. I don't know. You can't just bring this on me. This needs thinking time. Okay, it's between Requiem 
Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. I you will so. be found and fall forever. It's between those three. Okay. <sighs> Jesus. I'm going to have to rush you for an answer. This is like the hardest question I've ever been asked. It's like asking, it's like pick picking your favourite child. A, yeah, literally yeah. was just about to say that. Yeah. In fact, that might be easier. Very <laughs> Um. You will be found. You will be found. I don't... I, that might change, though. Okay. And your answer is, who do you think you've got? Probably Evan Hansen. Who would you like to get? Zoe Murphy. Zoe Murphy. And I can tell you, the results are in. Drumroll, please. <laughs> you are Zoe Murphy. No way! I kid you not. <gasps> I show you for Amazing. Proof. Yeah. That Very is actually happy. a part I would like to play if I was younger. <laughs> Am I past it? Nah, I could probably no, still. You've got a young-looking face with enough makeup and <laughs> stage lights. With anyone sat far enough away, <laughs> <laughs> socially distanced, of course, standard. Yeah, okay. no, that is actually probably one of the t- my top five parts that I would like to play nice. if I ever was in a musical again. Well, on the next show, we're going to find out what your top five parts are that you would like to play. So put it in your brain and bring it next well, time. Well, there you go. Spoiler for next time. Yeah, exactly. That's going to keep you coming back. I know. And if that doesn't, over to Tom with the movie musical section. Take it away. Thanks, guys. Hi. Welcome back to Tom's Movie Musical Corner. That's not what it's called. Today we're going to be talking about Netflix's new movie musical, The Prom. So if you want to remain spoiler free, to be honest, there's not really a huge amount to spoil, but maybe go and uh, watch it first. I'd also recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, listening to the Broadway uh, cast recording version, not the film version, before you watch it. So... The prom. Let's start by talking about casting firstly, because casting was a huge issue when this film was announced. The prom had recently closed down uh, on Broadway and Netflix announced they were doing a film with none of the cast and people were slightly annoyed, understandably. So let's talk about the cast, okay? There are four kind of main characters, I suppose. They are played by Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden and Andrew Rannells. Let's start by talking about uh, a bit about the characters. So Meryl Streep and James Corden, they play two washed up... Well, I guess the four of them all play washed up Broadway actors, but Meryl Streep and James Corden's characters are currently in work, but they are not very popular with people because they're quite self-indulgent. They've been working in the industry for a long time, though, so they're a bit confused and down and out. Uh, Yeah, so... Meryl Streep plays a character called Dee Dee Allen. She plays it wonderfully. If you're a fan of Meryl Streep, then you will like Meryl Streep in this film. She's Meryl Streep. What more can you say, really? Um, If you don't like Meryl Streep, then you probably won't like her in this film. It would be nice to see her do something slightly new, I guess. But, you know, it works. Meryl Streep works. She's fantastic. Nicole Kidman, who I thought was a really strange choice. I know she's done musical stuff before, but it just seemed like an odd choice. I was wrong when I watched it. She was incredible. Um, I thought she was so good. And I feel like she was really robbed of screen time, to be honest. Like, it's not a huge part. Which kind of begs the question of why get her in to do it. 
it felt like a waste, unfortunately, a waste of her talent. Yeah, same with Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds is, is really good, and he's they both Nicole Kidman and Andrew Reynolds have a really great song. And yeah, it just felt a bit like they could have they should have had more screen time. I really wanted to see more of them. Okay, let's talk about James Corden, shall we? Uh, okay, so James Corden plays Barry Glickman, who is a very gay man. Now, James Corden is a heterosexual male, which, you know, there is a whole argument as to if heterosexual people should play gay roles. That's a whole other thing, right? I personally believe that as long as it can happen the other way, then straight people should be able to play gay roles. However, when you watch this film, the cracks in that argument will start to show. This character is very, very camp and over the top and almost seems... It's kind of a stereotypical gay man, you know? And obviously stereotypes can be quite damaging. I feel like if it were played by a real gay man, then maybe it would seem less like a caricature. But James Corden is so over the top with it. It, it I would say it borderline, it's borderline offensive, you know? It, it kind of feels like he's mocking gay people a little bit. I hate to say it. It it feels more like a stereotype than a genuine human being, which kind of undermines the plot of this film, which I haven't even spoken about yet. So I think it's based on a true story, but it's about a girl who wants to go to prom with her girlfriend and the PTA shut it down because they want a heterosexual prom. Being gay is wrong, blah, 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 blah. So it kind of feels like it undermines the whole point. And especially with a film that's such so much about sexual identity, why would they not cast a gay man? It doesn't make sense. Andrew Reynolds could have... Anyway, I digress. I feel like they could have... I don't know if that's James Corden's issue or a director issue. Anyway, Keegan-Michael Key plays the principal. He's usually known for comedy, uh, being part of a, you know, a, a duo, Key and Peele. But it's really nice to see him do something not funny, and he played it so well, and it was a really good surprise casting. There's a song he has which isn't the best song in the world. It doesn't sound too great, but I think it's a music production thing more than... It is a, a Keegan-Michael Key thing, because I've heard him sing before, and I think he's got a pretty good voice. Um, and Joe Ellen Pellman, who plays the um, the actual girl that's trying to go to prom, is fantastic. I thought she was really good. Uh, it's a really good kind of, like, breakout for her, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if she's gay, but let us know if you know. Okay, let's talk about a few things. Costumes. Wow, costumes are so good. Uh, they have these incredible suits, the four four people at the beginning, and there's some really great, see, like prom outfits and stuff throughout the whole thing. Meryl Streep wears some stellar costumes, so well done on that part. Lighting is fantastic. The lighting may be the best thing about this film. It's so good, consistently good from start to finish, and that's not something you really notice in a movie. All that much but it really slaps you across the face with how good it is it's phenomenal whoever did the lighting deserves a medal of some sort yeah the choreography seems a little high school musical which you know you can kind of excuse to an extent because it's the prom but it doesn't i don't know it doesn't really work all that much and there's these big set numbers where they dance right towards the camera as if you're watching a stage show and it's really jarring to see that. I've seen it done in other films and it's not been an issue before, but it, it felt really weird in this film. So I don't... Yeah, there was some great choreography that 
uh, sort of individual choreography, but when it came to ensemble stuff, it, it kind of lost it for me. Also, the the songs, I really love the soundtrack, but the the film soundtrack kind of has this way of making it seem a bit overproduced, and I think that's a fine line to walk. I would love to see more live singing from film musicals like they did with Les Mis. This kind of seems, yeah, you can tell that it's pre-recorded. That's the issue, basically. So I really wanted to see this show when it was on because it got really great reviews and it had a lot of Tony buzz around it. I can't remember if it won, but it definitely was kind of in the area that it could have. The films seemed to miss a lot of marks, you know. So I wondered who wrote it. And it's the same writers as the stage show, which made me think, well, maybe this is just better off as a stage show than a film. I don't know. I also feel like a lot of the the plot is kind of undermined by the like optimism of this film. Like you can definitely have a feel good film about sort of sexual identity. Great idea. But it kind of seems like uh, we don't like gay people. Gay people are absolutely fine. Gay people save the day. We'll never have to face any diversity because we have friends. We solved homophobia. It kind of, yeah, it feels it feels like it it misses a lot of the points and it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like they undermine the point of what they were going for. There's some great trans and non-binary casting, um, which it was very minimal, unfortunately. But it's something that I don't remember seeing in a film before. So hats off to the casting team for that. I really enjoyed that. Um, seeing seeing more representation. There, there's a song that Andrew Reynolds does, which bugs me so much because he does it so well. And then randomly, the people he's singing to just decide like that, just to change their mind. And they're like, oh yeah, we, we like gay people now. It's as simple as that. And I think things like that just kind of bring this film down. It feels like High School Musical, I guess. And it's not High School Musical, which is the issue. There's been so much hype around this film, and it definitely seems like Netflix were like, well, let's make a film that appeals to as many people as possible and has no real conflict. And I would really just have liked them to make something a bit more for musical theatre fans, you know? So, if you ask me, it's not... The buzz is misplaced on this. Massively misplaced. Um... Out of five stars, I would give this film a 1.5 at most. I'm sorry. Make make your own mind up. Go and watch it and let us know what else you would like us to review in future. But I think this film is just... I It's not great, personally. If you did like this film or if you want something similar to this film that I think is better, does, does what it does much better, uh, I would go and watch uh, Love, Simon. It's really great. I think it's available on... Amazon or Now TV, but I would check out that film. And Glee. I mean, it's uh, the same director, Ryan Murphy, that's done some Glee episodes. Glee is super cheesy, but it feels like it knows that it's cheesy more than this film does. I would give this a miss, to be honest, but make your own mind up. Let us know what you think. Tune in next week and we will review another movie musical. Thanks for listening. Back to you guys. So thank you very much for listening to us today. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you. And please do subscribe. Tell your friends to tell some more friends about our podcast. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Stay safe. 
wear a mask where appropriate see you next episode goodbye bye Ah. at podcast